0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: Time now for our regular fortnightly all with Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Aaron, good to have you with us. Good, good morning. Fresh from your first COVID jab, how did you shake up this morning?
0: Yeah, I'm feeling okay today. I mean, it's been a long time since someone's given me a dead arm, as much as I'm sure many people would like to, but that, that, that's roughly what it feels like, but... I did have to, to chuckle to myself when they said that possible side effects included um, feeling tired. I mean, how would you know? Uh, but, um, yeah, good. And the, the entire process was remarkably efficient. We've got a great small army of, of people down there in the, in the Meridian uh, doing the good work. And, and I'd encourage anybody who's able to, as soon as they're able to, 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 uh, to get their jab Painless
1: yeah I'd echo that I know that certainly in the in the first days of the rollout there were, there were some issues and I'm sure some communities are still experiencing those but just my own experience possibly a little bit like yours got the text uh, one day had my jab the next day. Um, locked in for the second jab further down the track all done, friendly pharmacy staff actually help them out because that's what that's what's happening now, we've got pharmacies in the mix too, which is kind of nice because you know these are people in your own community that sometimes you know already so yeah, well, um, so go for it and, and good to know our Dunedin mayor is uh, at least part way on the track to being fully vaccinated It, felt, it,
0: was, a, it was a funny thing to, in the in the waiting room like, I mean, there were a number of people there There weren't massive queues or anything but I wasn't quite anticipating feeling like you were part of a greater thing. You know, I've got all these all these people there for a, for a, a collective reason and and, and with a, a common purpose and it was um yeah, I wasn't anticipating the, the sense of community I would get in a vaccination centre, but there you go.
1: Ah, uh, yes, and interesting you know, I had the small talk with um the pharmacist you know, had a busy day, mate, that kind of thing. And and he was like, yes, I've had a busy day, but I'm so glad of it. You know, bring it on. He was saying, yeah. I want to get all these yeah. people vaccinated. And it was a great attitude. All right, uh, let's... Let's talk to about play now. Did you know that uh, Autibody Dunedin has 110 playgrounds, 12 skate parks, one pump track? While well, we're working on another on that, of course. Uh, um, there was the opportunity for the community to have a bit of a say about uh, how it saw its recreation facilities in the city. The um, Dunedin City Council's been reviewing all that. Bring us up to date.
0: I mean, I did know that, um, but I, but only recently, and I think. Uh, uh, and I think that was it was interesting for all of us to get a sense of what we have and where. So about ten years ago, uh, the council had come off the back of some fairly significant capital projects, uh, the Forsyth Park Stadium, uh, most obviously, but also uh, the Town Hall uh, redevelopment and the and the Toy Two redevelopment. And in response to that. Uh, there was a, a degree of uh, of austerity in, in councils' budgets, and a lot of things that you would anticipate uh, your, your council to be investing in and improving uh, didn't happen. And, and one of those things was our uh, our network of, of playgrounds, of, of play spaces, and uh, and the the first stage of that work was figuring out what existed and and more importantly where. Uh, so mapping, you know, which neighbourhoods and which communities are. Um, uh, served by what exists, uh, and then, uh, following on from that, the Play Spaces Plan, which sets out uh, what it is that we want to achieve uh, in terms of upgrading the facilities uh, that we have. So, in the in the ten year plan budget for over the coming ten year period, we've got six and a half million dollars for. Uh, upgrading uh, play spaces and we've just signed off on the plan for what it is that we're aiming to do and more importantly in the short term uh, where we are looking at uh, upgrading facilities so um, I mean, there will be a degree of planning at the start because that's uh, uh, that's the most sensible thing to do but also looking specifically at uh, what we can do at Bathgate Park, and there was a, an active discussion last night at the South Newland uh, community hui about what that community wants to see at, at Bathgate Park, and also um, and uh, and and researching and, and and working on the skate park at Fairfield, uh, and and looking at temporary uh, half pipes and and pump tracks at places like Marlow Park, the Dinosaur Park, uh, and 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 so what the and and. What that will and we will that will be renewed on an annual basis in terms of what it is that we want to do in any given year, uh, but more broadly, um, what we're trying to do is make sure that we cater to a, a, a wider range of, um, of of people of ages, uh, particularly um, teenage um, um, people, teenagers in our community who aren't particularly well served by the by the network that we that we currently have and 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 we got that feedback um, very clearly, but also looking at uh, how looking at a, a range of different options. so you know your classic swings and slides are all well and good, but um, what can we do in terms of making sure we've got space for people riding scooters and those sorts of things and and providing a sense of uh, of adventure for uh, particularly for uh, older. Uh, older children. So it's, it's exciting to finally uh, have that work uh, signed off and now we can get on with it.
1: I think not only older children too, wasn't there some feedback through the 10 year process that, uh, that people wanted to see um, facilities that were perhaps able to be enjoyed by adults as well in terms of play?
0: Well yeah quite uh, and um, there's certainly no Certainly, no age limit on on enjoying the, the facilities that we have, but, but yeah, there's there's certainly those are things that I think we should be looking at because you know this, it's not like there's a, a cut off date for for enjoying uh, and and getting uh, getting um, value out of those those sorts of facilities, but they are a critical part of uh, our community infrastructure for young people and for their Parents, it's a you know, it's an incredibly useful thing to be able to uh, spend time with your family or connect with other parents, especially if you've got young children in an environment like that that doesn't require you to um, spend money to be able to do that. And, and we've known for a long time, and we've had plenty of feedback in the ten years since the, the playgrounds budgets were were stripped out. That this is something that people have wanted us to do, and we got money put in in, in May and now we can get on
1: with doing it. You mentioned that you'd been to the South Dunedin community hui last evening. Um, some great work being done out there, and uh, it's good news that they've got some continued uh, backing in that community for, uh, for continued work in that area. Um, aligned with that, though, uh, at the moment, there is a representation review underway, and this is an opportunity for the city to consider uh, just how uh, its community should be represented in terms of uh, councillors and community boards and so forth. Where is that work at and why is it important?
0: Mm, firstly, I don't think you can understate how, how important the funding is for the South Dunedin Community Network. I mean, they've only been incorporated for 12 months and now have five years of funding from um, from the Department of Internal Affairs to support the work that they're doing in that community and it's a, a huge testament to uh, to the to the team out there It's also a challenge and that you know you basically got that five year window to um, figure out how you can um, continue that work beyond uh, beyond the, the the term of government funding. Uh, But, yeah, every six years we have to, or at least every six years, uh, we have to undertake a representation review. And basically that asks questions like how many councillors should we have? Should they be elected through a ward system or at large? How many community boards should we have? What should the areas be? How many of those uh, members should there be? Uh, and and there's a there's been a degree of uh, input already from the community in terms of, um, we, you know, we put out a survey and, and ran a series, I say we, a council appointed a, an independent panel to uh, look into this and to collate some early feedback and come up with a proposal. Uh, their proposal was uh, was no change to the existing arrangements that we have and council adopted that this week. Uh, but this, this is the start of the public process, so people are free to give feedback on whether they're comfortable with that or whether they'd like to see that change, uh, and then eventually uh, council will make a decision uh, in in October. Uh, and yeah, people aren't happy with that decision. If they had submitted on it, they can. There's a, a process for appeals and objections, and ultimately, if there are appeals, uh, those are determined by uh, the local government commission. It's out of our hands, as was the case six years ago when our, the proposals of council were um, um, were appealed by by the community. It's I think it's important, and you know, it's not. Um, it's probably not the kind of thing that keeps people awake at night, but I think it's important to to reflect on how we structure these things, and, and I'd encourage anybody who had the capacity to engage in that discussion, particularly if um, they don't feel well served by the arrangements we have for, for representation, that they give feedback on that.
1: And the council is to hear public submissions on that on the 5th of October Well yeah. just finally and related to that uh, the there is of course a vacancy on the West Harbour Community Board left by the late Jan Tucker It's a by-election yeah. running for the West Harbour Community Board uh, so if that's in your patch you need to consider uh, getting the uh, voting papers in Midday Friday is the date for that
0: yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's not the ideal circumstances in which to to have an election, but um, we, yeah, the, the the voting is now uh, open. It's been a useful reminder to me to update my electoral details. Um, I won't be returning my papers that erroneously arrived, but um, but yeah, the, uh, voting closes at midday on Friday. People can return their papers to the Port Chalmers Library at any at any point, or to the Civic Centre and the Octagon at any point. If you live in the West Harbour area and didn't receive uh, voting papers, you can still uh, vote in person, uh, again, at the Civic Centre at any stage up until midday uh, on Friday. You can cast a special vote, uh, but there will also be uh, special voting available at Port, the Port Chalmers Library between half past nine and midday on Friday if, if that is more convenient. I think the turnouts um, were sitting at roughly 22% last time I checked yesterday. It would be good to... which and as As you expect often in by elections often turn out as lower than it would be uh, in a in a regular election, but it would be certainly good to nudge that up a bit.
1: Your regular listeners to the Awesome Morning Show will uh, be familiar with our Round the Boards segment on a Tuesday. We go around the community boards and catch up with them. And, uh, well, we find out, don't we, that uh, people bring all sorts of different skills to their community boards. They might have a particular passion about something in their area, whether it be recreation, whether it be roading, or perhaps they've got a more broad interest. Getting that mix right and representative of the communities is really important. And this is an opportunity for those people in that area to have their say. It's all Important part of democracy, of course, and uh, we know that the community boards play a really important role. Or do they? I mean, that's part of the uh, part of the consideration you might be giving to the representation review as well uh, out there. Aaron, thanks so much for taking some time to join us again on the awesome morning show. We look forward to catching up in a fortnight. Thanks, Judy.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support
1: from New Zealand on the air.